0: Thank you very much. Can I ask that we, we all, uh, once it is up there, we all stand and we will read uh, Psalms 42 together. Are we there? As we get there, please, uh, let me just say, uh, don't, we don't take it for granted that you are here today uh, amongst, chaos, uh, amongst the scares, amongst the negativity that goes uh, on around right now, that uh, we are here. And we will worship the Lord together. We don't take it for granted. Let me ask that you stand. And please, yes, okay, we are there. Thank you very much. And then we we read together, Psalms 42. That is where we will be preaching from today. And the title of our sermon is, Our Hope, Sometimes If You Prefer Our Trust in God. Okay, it's only 11 verses. I hope we'll be able to keep up. Three go, as the deer pants for the streams of water, so my soul pants for you, O God. My soul thirsts for you, God, for the living God. When can I go... You move very fast. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. When can I go and meet with my God? My tears have been my food, day and night, While men say to me all day long, where is your God? These things I remember as I pour out my soul. How I used to go with multitude, leading the procession to the house of God with shouts of joy and thanksgiving among the festive throng. Why are you downcast, O my soul? Why so disturbed within me put your hope in God? For I will yet praise him, my Savior and my God. My soul is downcast within me. Therefore, I will remember you from the land of the Jordan, the height of Harmon from Mount Mizar. Deep calls to deep in the roar of your waterfalls. All your waves and breakers have swept over me. By day, the Lord directs his love. At night his song is with me, a prayer to the God of my life. I say to God, my rock, why have you forgotten me? Why must I go about mourning oppressed by the enemy? My bones suffer mortal agony as my foes taunt me, saying to me all day long, where is your God? Why are you downcast, O my soul? Why so disturbed within me, put your hope in God, for I will yet praise him, my Savior and my God. And that is the reading of the word of God. And we all say, thanks be to God. Father, as we look at your word, pray that may the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable to you, who is my rock and my redeemer. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. There is a song that has been written from this song. Please just keep it there from verse 1. Do you know that song? How does it go? Okay, let's all start together. Three, go. As the deer panteth for the water, so my soul longs after you. You alone are my heart desire and I long to worship you. You alone are my strength, my shield. To you alone may my spirit yield. You alone Desire and I to worship you. Very first, we want to talk about three things today. Okay? Number one is desire. Please uh, repeat that after me. Desire, number one. Number two is despair. Number two is? And number three is declaration. Number three is? Number one is, number two is, number three is. Wow, let's do the benediction. The sermon is finished. But anyway, Psalms forty-three. This psalm and uh, the next psalm, they are almost considered to have been one psalm the original setting is not so much known. Although the writer of this psalm is not named, but it's largely believed to have been written by David. And so if that be true, that it was written by David, then David probably wrote this psalm during the period of Absalom's rebellion. And during that time, he endured the oppression of his enemies. And rumors that God had forsaken him were there. And if you see verse 3, it speaks to that and verse 10. And that there was no deliverance for him in God. And that was the, the, the ridicule that was there. Look at verse 3. What does it say? My tears have been my food day and night. While men say to me all day long, where is your God? Can you do verse 10? What does it say? Are you able to go there very fast? Okay. What does it say? My bones suffer mortal agony as my foes they taunt me, saying to me all day long, where is your God? So he endured the oppression of his enemies, And also the rumors that God had forsaken him and there was absolutely no way that God will deliver him. This psalm depicts the struggle that many of us experience when we are in the midst of adversity. And sometimes even when we go through just this normal walk of life. In it, we see the psalmist oscillating between four or so things. First oscillation is between doubt and faith. He also oscillates between despair and, on the other side, hope. He also oscillates writing between pessimism and optimism. He writes in between looking at his circumstances but also at the same time, looking at God. This psalmist feels cut off from God's presence in some way. Possibly, maybe in exile from Israel, possibly by illness, but also to know that it's very personal, not necessarily corporate. As I said earlier, Psalms 42 essentially is a lament. But it is said that it's possible that it was a continuation or the continuation of it is Psalms uh, 43, which now is the psalmist's prayer of response after the lament. And so in those difficult times, and and, and we face those difficult times all the time, I think one of those practical moments is now. The world is almost getting to a place of lockdown. it's a difficult moment in this country we are just coming through part of the country through that locust and yes it's a difficult moment economists in the world they are saying the economy is not doing very well and most likely this corona thing is going to make it even worse a difficult moment but also in our personal lives we face uh, challenges sometimes some of those challenges, they are of our own making. And I've always said that if we be in that place that we are challenges of our own making, then the best thing is to come before God and repent, and God will hear our prayers. But there are some of those that are beyond us that we cannot do anything about. And it's in those circumstances that we, we are faced with the challenges of this world that I see this psalmist writes, and he writes about those three things that I've talked about. The first one that I see here is the desire of the psalmist, verse 1 and 2. And he says, As the deer pants for the streams of water, so my soul pants for you, my God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. When can I go And meet with my God. You know, there are times when those thirsty moments come, and sometimes there is the feeling of giving up. Sometimes there is a feeling of, God, where are you? God, you have abandoned me. Why did you allow me to go through this? But the psalmist says that even in those circumstances, one of the things that he does is that he does not stop, but he desires to be with God. A desire is primarily a strong longing, a strong craving for something. And it's such a strong craving that you are willing to do anything and everything so that you get that which you are craving for. And so this psalmist says, my soul thirsts for God in the midst of those circumstances that he talks about, those desperation moments. The psalmist pants for God like a deer pants for water. And yes, this was written around Israel. And that place, of course, most part of it is so dry, almost like a desert. So you can imagine if it's David who wrote this psalm with an experience of being a shepherd. He must have seen the deers. uh, Perhaps you use the goats here. He must have seen the deers and maybe the goats rushing for the water, In the midst of a desert, they will run. They will run with almost the strength that is left in them so that they get to that water. And so David, or the writer of the psalmist says, that is the same desire that he has. He longs for God. He thirsts for God. And this thirst, you know, it's perpetual. In other words, you, you thirst for a minute, you go and take that nice cold sip of water, but again another time will come. So it is something that continues. In other words, the writer acknowledges that, yes, you have and we have to always continue desiring to be where God is. He wants to come and appear before God. And so he says, my soul Thirsts for God, for the living God, when can I go and meet with God? Yes, the circumstances are heavy, and if there is something that is longing for, if there is something that he's desiring and desiring with all his heart, is that yes, these are difficult moments, but God, you are still so important to me. You know, water is a key theme perhaps in this psalm and just our longingness for water. Because actually without water, you know, we can't survive. According to Dr. Jeffrey Ulls, who is a neuroscience pediatrician at Allegheny University, he says different people have different percentages of their bodies made up of water. He says, babies have the most, being born at about 78% of their bodies is just water. By the time they get to one year, that amount drops to about 65%. When we get to an adult uh, man, about 60% of their bodies are water. That's a research that he did and and, and he quoted around 2015. And so he's saying, without water really, our bodies are like, we, we can't survive. We can survive slightly with, uh, without food, but without water. And so the psalmist here recognizes this wonderful people, that without God, who is a creator, who made us, the circumstances and the happenings of this world will really overwhelm us. A practical consideration here is our longings, reveal our priorities. Our longings, they reveal and they betray our actions. Out of the abundance of the heart, the Bible says, the mouth speaks. And so sometimes we can pretend to be quiet. But when we are longing for something, the actions that we make, they will betray the thoughts that we have and the things that we really desire. The priorities that we have in life are actually betraying that which really we long for. And when this psalmist was in difficult circumstances, he says the things that he longs for the most is just to be where God is. Please take note that our longings, many times our desires, they betray our actions. Sometimes we can pretend to be calm, but there is something that we are longing for. And those desires are so strong that, given an opportunity, they will jump out and they will be seen in what we spend time on, in what we are wrapped into saying suddenly. Like, like this story of, 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 of a pastor that was in a particular church, and he was known for his very long sermons. And sometimes people even used to sleep during his sermons. And they consider those sermons to be boring. And so people just used to be calm like nothing is happening. So one day, it was announced, like what is happening to us now, that that pastor was going to be transferred to another church. And that it was God's wish that that pastor leaves the church that particular week. And suddenly the church that was quiet, they erupted and said, what a friend we have in Jesus. The things that are deep down our heart, they always come out. And when, especially we are pushed to a corner, we isolate the key things that we want. And when David, assuming that he's the one who wrote this psalm, When faced with those difficult circumstances, he talks about his desire. And his desire is as the deer panteth for the streams of water, he says, My soul longs for you. Soul, according to the Hebrew language, does not mean spirit, but basically it means a person's life who and what we really are, that's what it is, can think of it as a combination of our body, mind, and emotions. And so, David, as he's writing this, he's saying, regardless of the circumstances, with everything that I am, with the core of myself, my desire, my longing, is only for God. Just like for the dear that is so thirsty in a desert, longs for and runs for that water. And so he says, my soul thirsts for God, for the living God. And he says, when can I go? Almost looking for the next available moment so that he can go and be close to this God. The psalmist longed for God. He did not long for lesser things, His soul was restless in its desire to fellowship with God. He was sustained in trials by the conviction that he would again again worship God with others of like faith. His priority was fellowship with God. Our longings, as I said earlier, reveal much about our priorities. They reveal the place God truly holds in our hearts and in our minds. And so even when these difficult times we have, when we talk about this coronavirus, as we said in that pastoral letter, we take the position of Nehemiah, that yes, the circumstances are difficult, but we choose to run to the place of God in prayer, in fellowship, so that we are always reminded that outside of God, we are absolutely nothing. As Paul elsewhere says, in him we live, in him we move, and only in him we have our full being. And so I see that in those circumstances, the thing that stands out is the desire of the psalmist. I pray that every single moment you have in your life, every single place that you are in, sometimes the exciting moments sometimes not the so exciting moments that one thing that will be consistent and constant is that we desire the Lord. No wonder there is a songwriter also who put it, put, put, put it very nicely. This is my desire to honor you. Everything that I take actually just belongs to you. Will you always be in that place that is only God that you desire. But I also see the despair, that's the second point, of this psalmist. We see this between verse 3 uh, to 4 and also verse 9 to 10. Can we go verse 3? Look at that. C- can we read it together? What is it saying? My tears have been... Now, just stop there. Can you just picture that? My tears have been my food figuratively, you are saying, you know you cannot survive without food. Is that true? So he's saying, I am always almost crying. All the time. Almost, if you want to take it literally, maybe the tears are, are, are rolling almost into his mouth. And it's not at any a, a specific time then it stops. He says, day and night. Look at that. While men, they do what? Say to me all day long, where is your? So it's a time of desperation. It's a time of despair. Sometimes even comes with depression. So he says, my tears. All the day long. Tears day and night. He says, verse 4. These things I remember. He is remembering the things that happened in the days of old. As I poured out my soul, how I used to go to the house of God under the protection of the mighty one, with shout of joy and praise among the festive season. He used to go into the house of the Lord to worship, and now that has become a ridicule. If you go to verse 9, he says, I say to God, my rock, why have you forgotten me? Why must I go about mourning, oppressed by the enemy? My bones suffer mortal agony. As my foes taunt me, saying to me all day long, where is your God? So it talks about the tears day and night. Now, despair or desperation is really an anguish. It's a discouragement. It's a real pain. And from the writing here, it's almost like a tangible pain. It's a misery, tribulation that no one can fathom. It comes with a sense of hopelessness. And the circumstances around the writer here, they provided him with that, a sense of hopelessness. And that is the despair that I see here. The writer of this psalm talks about people questioning, where is your God? As if the pain that he's going through is not enough. In fact, maybe almost telling him, you are going through this because God has forsaken you. Painful memories of the past. In the past it used to be good, but look at where I am now. When he went with a multitude to God's house, those were memories of those days. But where I am now, the reality is my tears are like my food, says the psalmist. When his life was marked by joy, it was in the days past. But the reality now, my tears, they have been like food day and night. The writer of this psalm had an intense longing for God as we have seen before, but also had some very, very difficult moments. And those difficult moments, we face them. So long as we live in this world, we will not always be up the mountain. There are sometimes we will be down the valley, and there are sometimes that we will be in between. But the reality, the truth is, it will not always be an up-the-mountain moment. And it is in those times that I see this psalmist addressing. And so, yes, those pains were real. If you go to verse 5, he says, Why, my soul, are you downcast? Why are you so disturbed within me? He says. Verse 6, he says, My soul is downcast within me. Therefore, I will remember, verse 7, he says, deep calls to deep in the roar of their waterfalls. He was going through a very, very difficult moment. A time of despair. A time, if you prefer, of maybe even depression. A time that was indeed difficult. And so, yes, there was a desire. But that desire, please remember, is a desire that, yes... It's surrounded by the difficult moment that he's going through. And even with that, we go to the third point and we see that yes, he's saying that my tears have been my food day and night, but there are some declarations that he's making between verse 5, some verses up to 11. And to declare basically means this to make known or state especially in a very, very clear way or in formal terms, your position, what you believe in, what you truly really are holding on to, to, de- to declare one's position in a controversy, to declare one's position in difficult moments, and to reaffirm and to repeat and to say as it is. And that is the declaration that I see here. So look at it in verse 5 to 11. He says, why my soul are you downcast? Why so disturbed within me? And the declaration that he's making, though my soul be downcast, put your hope in God. It's almost like he's speaking to himself. That yes, the circumstances are difficult, but he speaks to his soul in verse 5. He says, put your hope in God. He speaks faith to his fears and to his tears, and to the future. He says, hope in God. My hope is in God. God alone is my hope. He says, again, that no matter what happens as we go along, that I will still praise my God. Put your hope in God. I will yet praise him, my Savior and my God. Yes, it's very difficult. Yes, I acknowledge that, yes, I'm being perhaps pursued by the enemy. I acknowledge that, yes, there are those days that it's a thirsty moment. But nevertheless, I speak to myself and I declare that God is God and I will continue to put my hope in God. He declares what he remembers and that which he remembers is God's faithfulness. That God will never change. Verse 6, my soul is downcast within me, therefore I will remember you from the land of Jordan, the height of Hammon from Mount Mizar. I will remember the faithfulness of God that I've seen in the past. I will remember that when times have been difficult, God has continued to sustain me. I will remember that God never changes. I will remember that God never leaves me and he will never forsake me so those declaration number one he speaks to himself number two he declares what he remembers about God from the land of Jordan when God was good to them the miracles that he had seen some of them perhaps the miracles that he had been told from the land of the Harmonite and from the hill of Miza he remembers that God has always been with them and when God had been with them they had seen the power of God they had seen the hand of God and almost saying that if I saw your hand and your power What is this that is too difficult for you? And the conclusion is absolutely nothing. He affirms that God remains to be God. Almost like saying coronavirus or no coronavirus, God is still God. The other declarations that I see that he makes in verse 7, he believes that it is all about God. Deep calls to deep, in the roar of your waterfalls, all your waves and breakers have swept over me. That God is a sustainer of everything. It is his waves and billows that go over him. That is, he will command his loving kindness in the daytime. And that in the night, God's song shall be with him. We need to always praise God. ...all circumstances of our lives. Practical consideration here. Remembrance can be a powerful remedy... ...during a time of difficulty. When we remember where God has brought us from. When we remember what God has allowed us to do. When we remember that we are absolutely nothing... ...but except God. When we remember that God created us from nothing... ...and God is the creator of the universe... Therefore, there is nothing that is too so difficult for him. And so part of that declaration that he makes is the memory and the remembrance of who God is. And one of those is that God protect. The other declaration that I see here is in verse 8. By day the Lord directs his love, and at night his song is with me, a prayer to the God of my life. And so he says, I will pray to God of my life, regardless of the circumstances. My prayer will always be there. Why has you, have you forgotten me? But he says, I will continue to pray. In other words, I will continue to trust in God regardless of the circumstances. I will say to my soul, why have you forsaken me? Why are you so downcast, O my soul? Verse 11, he says, why, my soul, are you downcast? Why so disturbed with me? Put your hope in God. Hope in God, for I shall yet praise God. He is the health of my countenance and my God, the psalmist says. And so in his declaration, he speaks to his soul. He declares God's faithfulness. He declares his belief that it is only God that sustains everything. He declares that he will continue to pray and to trust God. And so I don't know what circumstances are heavy upon our hearts today. I don't know what experiences that sometimes we've gone through and they've almost made us give up. In those circumstances, yes, they are heavy, and yes, they bring some kind of despair. But I see this psalmist continues to long for God but also continues to make certain declarations that speak of the state of his heart, that speak of what he believes, and ultimately he believes that no matter what we are going through, God still remains God. And so in conclusion, because we are human beings, there comes a time that we will all be discouraged at any time, one time or the other. Sometimes that is because of our own situations. Sometimes it's because of the relationship that we have and maybe even sometimes pain that is caused by the people that we know. Sometimes it's a society and the pressure that the society puts on us. Sometimes it's at a global uh, magnitude like what we are facing today. But this psalm teaches us that in those times we need to evaluate our desires. We need to pay keen attention to our despair and to declare our faith in God. That we will never be satisfied, that's what we need to know. That nothing else will will satisfy us outside of God. The things of this world will not, as I see this psalmist saying. The relationships, as good as they may be, they will not satisfy us. Riches of this world may not satisfy us. The psalmist declares that the only thing that will satisfy us The only thing that will give us peace and a peace that lasts is when we put our hope and our trust and our full desire in God. St. Augustine wrote, Thou hast made us for yourself and our souls are truly restless until we find rest in you. A practical consideration here, we should not forget that God never forsakes or forget his people. When we feel overwhelmed by the life circumstances. When we feel the troubles engulfing us. When we feel the caustic tones of the skeptics. When we feel alone and abandoned. When we feel that yes, it's not going our way. We always need just to remember that God can never forsake us. God can never forget us. He will never forsake you. He will never forsake me. Therefore, fully, like the psalmist says, fully put your hope in God. In this nation, locust or no locust, put our hope in God. In this nation, when it looks like the campaigns are going on, okay, whether the BBI that was. To bring us together, it looks like it's dividing us. Our solution is never in the politicians. Put your hope in God. In this nation, when the economy is not looking like it is doing well, put your hope in God. As a church, as a Nairobi Baptist church on Rongai even when we look like we are going through a transition, please, it's about God. So put your hope in and the larger Nairobi Baptist Church also going through a transition. Put your hope in God. When we want to trust God for our children, that something will come out of them, that they may need to change their ways, I encourage us here today, please, put our hope in God. And so the psalmist says, as the deer panteth for the water, so my soul longs after you, regardless of the circumstances. And when we seek the face of the Lord, he comes through for us, however big the circumstances are. And so may the Lord bless you as we continue to trust him and as we continue to fully surrender and put our hope in Him, in the name of God, who is the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and we are saved.
1: What a wonderful service! What a wonderful message! Desire, despair. Yet you don't stop there. You declare at a point of despair after he desired this is a journey that we get we face mountains that cause us to despair against our desire but he did not stop there david he made declarations that revitalized his life in the future we thank God for that message today and now I pray that believers we will be able even when the desire doesn't seem to be going through and take the path that we expected and when despair and voices of discouragement come we will still be able to take a breath and still declare that Christ protects us, that Christ walks with us. Thank you, Lord, for today's message. And Lord, if there be any one of us here who is standing there, the desire for a husband has not even yet been fulfilled and the despair has come. That the desire for a successful business has not yet been fulfilled. And we have come to a river of despair. That the desire of a strong, joyful, meaningful marriage life has not yet come. And we are listening to voice of discouragement and despair. And even as we celebrate the Lord's goodness, someone is crying tears tears of despair just like david was facing yes dear lord even the desire for a strong finish or oh, we coming to a point of a very weakened body and the flesh is saying no and we've come to that place of despair that the captain of our salvation has come lord jesus christ you reign father i pray that you you let down a a new fresh breath of revival the lord we can come to a point of declaring i know whom i have believed and i am persuaded that he is able to keep that which i have committed unto him until the day of the lord the father even when there seems to be no reason for him to for me to hang on around you i do know that you are the captain of my salvation And therefore, Father, may you strengthen us. May you revive us. May you cause us to hang on around there. Your arm is too big for our small arms. When we feel so feeble and our legs are feeble and our hands have become weak, dear Lord, because of the stress of life, your arm is so big that we can put our arms around you. And like a little baby, like these little babies we dedicate today, you are able to hold our hands. You are able to take us one more week, dear Lord. How I pray that, dear Lord, on Monday, you shall guide us through. And we shall declare that the Lord reigns. Even on Tuesday, dear Lord, the stresses and the strives of life on Tuesday, Lord, you continue to reign. And the terrors of Corona and the terrors of a very evil um. And disturbing political climate Lord they shall not prevail upon us we shall declare that we are more than conquerors in Christ even on Thursday dear Lord you shall be stand there for us and you shall show us the way and on Friday Lord you shall defend us even when we go to court and the cases become too expensive Lord you shall fight for us even on Saturday the snares of the enemy even those things that we do not know the evil commitments uh, from hell and the evil meetings that evil people meet that we do not even know Lord you shall save us from the snares of Satan even on Saturday and on Sunday we shall come rejoicing bringing in the sheaves declaring that the Lord lives that our Redeemer liveth in the name of Jesus Christ our Lord and Savior and we are able to sing just like David sang in Psalms chapter 23 verse 6 that this shall be our song Lord the sure goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever amen let us stand up together brethren as we Bring this close to an end. And let's clap even to the Lord for the message that we've received today. We bless bless you, man of God. May the Lord continue to shine before you also and anointing you for the greater tasks that await uh, you tomorrow. I don't know whether we can sing that Psalms 23. Sing that song. Psalms 23 verse uh, 6. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days all the days of my life surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days all the days of my life surely goodness Tchau!